Good morning, morning tappers. tappers, and welcome back to another episode of <laughs> We're so funny and goofy. Oh my god! I was recently listening to this little podcast by somebody you might know. His name is Josh Peck. Oh my god! I think I know him. And we oddly enough have a lot in common with him because he has a podcast called male models with some other irrelevant guy and i was listening to it and they have anchor ads oh my god if not even josh peck can get someone other than anchor (laughs) then there's no hope for the rest of us i I, at this point there isn't if he can't do it then we can't no so get ready to listen to anchor for the rest of your lives (laughs) every uh, every tapper but yes i just thought you know i bring that up because you know we're still on the journey to 50 unique listeners. And honestly, at this point, if Josh Peck, Josh Peck, Josh Peck can't get to 50, then how in the hell are we going to get to 50? Well, last I checked when I um, posted the episode, what was it, last Thursday, we had 30. Oh my God, really? Yeah. Have we gone down? Um, let's do a live look, a live look into our current unique listeners. A little looky-loo. A little looky-looky. I haven't looked at our money recently either. Are we almost there? Are we ready to cash out? I <laughs> don't oh, <you> know. <laughs> probably not. <laughs> um, oh, so we lost seven listeners. We are at 23 now. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> well, I, I think we gotta... I, I don't know. I don't know what else to do. I mean, we definitely don't have a big, like, social media presence. Yeah, like, I mean, it's a lot. It's a commitment. We're trying our best. We could really... Use the support of everybody else. <laughs> yes, of like everyone if those, else. <laughs> like, honestly, if those 23 people just told one person about the podcast, we'd be good. Well, almost good. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I was like, that wouldn't be 50 yet. <laughs> we know here, Crumb on Tap, we're not the best at math. Mm-hmm. We are still riding the struggle bus to 50 unique listeners. So if you guys could get over to crime on tap pod over on instagram enjoying the community share with your family and friends and your foes as megan likes to say friends family and foes all are welcomed here to join the crime on tap community and we would love to have you so get over there on crime on tap pod share with your family and friends help us on the journey to 50 unique listeners so you can stop listening to the anchor ads (laughs) yeah what what else do you think we would get offered like um i don't know Probably something embarrassing, like anti-itch ointment or something. Right? Honestly, that day is going to be crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Like, we might have to have a party. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a party with our tappers. Have a meetup. Yeah. Oh, my God. Like, maybe, like, a Zoom meeting or something. Like, everybody can join. And we'll have little um, streamers. (laughs) Just imagine the day. I think we're going to go crazy the day we get a new sponsor. (laughs) Do they seek us out or does Anchor hook us up? I think Anchor will, like, promote us and be like, hey, they're a good fit for, like, alcohol sponsorship (laughs) Mm -hmm. or something. You know, I think that's how it works. But honestly, it's been how many episodes now? Like, honestly, getting a new sponsor hasn't been on my mind for a while. (laughs) Hey, I'll take anything. I'll take any. Uh, Yeah, we'll take anything at this point. So get over on our Instagram. Share with your family and friends. Help us out, please. Thank you so much. So Thank you. (laughs) <laughs> and thank you. 
Megan, this is going to be our, is this our second update episode? Of the season, yes. Of the season. So this is number two, which is awesome because there's been some keen updates from some recent stories and also old goodies. I see that, Megan, you added one of our oldies that performed one of one of our best performing episodes on the podcast has an update. So that is mm-hmm. very exciting to hear because maybe we can throw his name in there and maybe get some more views or listeners. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure every true tapper knows exactly what episode we're talking about because we reference it constantly. So Right. Like, we don't have to talk about it. Like, if you are a loyal tapper... You know the exact episode. Like, you mm-hmm. probably know the number episode, and you know the part episode. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but we are so excited to give this update episode to you guys. We love to keep not only ourselves updated, but also keep the Tapper community updated on any of the stories that we talked about in the past, and any current or recent updates that have been going on. So... Megan, without further ado, do you want to kick us into gear here? Um, Actually, I want to talk about the poor before the four. <gasps> Oh my god, I feel like every episode I'm just like ready to get past that. Yeah, so we'll we'll do it quick. What are you drinking? Well, today's episode is a very big day for me because I recently, you know, I attribute a lot of my lifestyle to thrifting mm-hmm. and I accumulate a lot of nice things from the <laughs> thrift store and I pay pennies on the dollar for these nice things and my recent pickup was a new coffee machine (laughs) (gasps) exciting they're one of my favorite small appliances to purchase not only do i get to use them but then if i don't want them anymore i could just easily sell them because everyone wants coffee right and i feel like i could get the most use out of it if it doesn't sell i could always use it um so my recent purchase was a delonghi magnifica i was at the checkout line at goodwill and I saw it on the back shelf, like they're like curated, like, ooh, this is so expensive, no touchy touchy, only lookies. Yeah. Kind of section. So I said, Hi ma'am, I would like that coffee machine, please. <laughs> and she said, Okay, here you go. It's actually half off. So I paid fifty dollars for this coffee machine. Oh my gosh. And unfortunately, it hasn't been like working a hundred percent. Patrick's been like doing his thing on it. He's been changing tubes, changing wires. You know, I just kind of like let him go and then he kind of fixes it. And then he serves me coffee. It's great. I truly feel like this coffee machine has changed my life because you put the coffee beans in it and it grinds it itself. And then it pounds it into an espresso mold and it does everything for me. Like literally does all the work for me. So it's been quite the investment and quite the experience so far. So today, Megan, I'm drinking one of my new coffees and it, in all honesty, I feel like I'm drinking a coffee from, like, Starbucks or something. It'll save you money. Because then you won't that... feel like you have to go buy one. You'll be like, oh, right. I'd rather have the one at home. Because, like, don't you feel like you make coffee at home and it just, you can never get it to taste like the coffee you get from, like, a fast food chain. Yeah. Or, like, yeah, Starbucks or Dunkin' right. or, yeah. And I've been, like, seeking ways to do this. And I think I found it. So, like, I I think I could cry. Like, I am just so happy. Like, this is what I needed in my life at this point. So, I got my new coffee machine. It does it all itself. It makes gourmet coffee. And it's a life changer. Are you going to keep it? Oh, 100%. (laughs) Worth it? 100% worth it. So, Megan, that's what I'm drinking today. I know I had, like, a big story to it. So, 
hopefully you can like live up to like my story. So I won't. Um, okay. I'm pulling a Shawnee and I'm having <gasps> Wawa. Oh my god, Wawa, you're like so crazy and different. Yeah, I'm like cleansing my tongue. <laughs> yeah, it hydrates the soul, you know, or summer's kicking in, it's getting warm out. We gotta start thinking about like cleansing. Mm-hmm. And hydration, like sun's out, like. Right, time to hydrate. Yes. Otherwise, like, we get dry skin, and that's just not it. We don't want her. So, Megan, now that we're hydrated, well, mm-hmm. more so you than me. <laughs> <laughs> At least I'm caffeinated. Do you want to kick us into the update episode? Shift it into gear. Hot toppies are here. Oh, my God. Hot update. All right. So, Megan, I want to kick it off here because my first update was a very recent story that we did on the boy from florida who fell from icon parks drop ride remember we just talked about this yes remember how it's like we talked about it's like my niche or whatever yeah free falling (laughs) just free falling um but um there's been some update and kind of some like bizarre turn of events here where apparently there was this woman by the name of shay johnson who was posing as the cousin of Tyree, um, my God, posing as the cousin of Tyree Sampson. Now, Mm -hmm. I don't know what her motive was or anything, but she's been on media stations. She's been holding vigil vigils for Tyree raising, trying to raise money. And she's posing as his cousin. And just recently, Tyree's mother has come out and was like, who are you? Because you're not his cousin. Oh my God. Well, I was going to say, I was like, when was the family going to be like, um, you're not related to us. <laughs> right. So it has come to everybody's attention that Miss Shay Johnson is in fact a strip club worker. And her real name is Luisiana Laviana Browning. Wait, that's and her real name? Yes. Well, okay. And Shay Johnson is the fake name? Well, apparently Shay is her like stripper performer name. So okay. apparently that that is true. But she was posing as his cousin for like literally no like no reason at all. And she got fired from her stripper job. Wow. So like it, that's kind of like bizarre. She's um, clout chasing. I think that's all it is. Like literally the stories were like, oh yeah, this girl named Shay was posing as the cousin. Like, there was no reason why she was doing it. So, like you said, like, the only reason why I think is because he was, like, in the news and she just wanted to, like, get her name out there, too. That's fucked up because that that child is dead. Right. Died horrifically. I eventually found the video and I watched it. And I don't know if you wanted to watch it or well. I can send it to you. I feel like it's going to be a train wreck thing where it's like, I don't want to watch, but I'm so curious. I know. Yeah. And literally, it happens so fast. That I hope he didn't, like, feel it. Yeah, it happened really quickly. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. But, yeah, maybe you shouldn't watch it because you like to ride the rides, right? Yeah, maybe I shouldn't. <laughs> right? Because then I feel like it would just hurt. Like, I already don't do that. Like, it's just not my thing. So, like, I didn't mind watching it. But for you, you might never ride the ride again. <laughs> it has come to everyone's attention. After some investigations, it is confirmed that Tyree was overweight for the ride. He was too big. And the manual, apparently there's a manual, a manual for this amusement park ride where the max weight was 287 pounds 
and Tyree was 340. So he was almost 60 pounds or yeah, 60 pounds overweight for the ride. Yeah. That's not like a couple of pounds. That's like significant. Right. And like I mentioned in the last time we talked about Tyree, he was declined from riding multiple, multiple other rides at the amusement park. And this one, they were like, just come on, like, come on, you can ride it. You're fine. Like, get on it. That's come to our attention as an update is that it is proven that he was overweight for the ride. And finally, the last update on Tyree, Tyree's family has just hired a new attorney by the name of Benjamin Crump. Now, I don't know if you know who Benjamin Crump is, Megan. You're you're telling me like I should and I'm sorry I don't. Well, I didn't either. So, I don't feel bad. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but Benjamin Crump is the family attorney for Let me give you the list. George Floyd, Brianna Taylor, uh-huh. Jacob Blake, and Ahmed Arbery. So he's this huge civil rights attorney, and they have just recently hired him and are suing the park. Well, he's pretty high profile, so he's probably going to win. I, I can, yeah, I can see why they hired him, because I'm sure he is probably, one, very expensive, but two, they already know they're going to win, so they're probably not concerned about paying legal fees, or the park is just going to pay their legal fees anyways. So Mm -hmm. it's like, why not hire the most profiled and best man for the job, you know? So I would say just shut down now. Yeah, so that's our update on Tyree Sampson. There seems to be Mm -hmm. a lot that's going on with it. And I'm sure in the future we'll have more updates. So that's all we have for now. If I could kick it into second gear. Okay, we're second gear here. Um, And this is about our the star of our most popular episode, (gasps) Chris Watts Part 2. Chris Watts, Chris Watts, Chris Watts, Chris Watts. I'm just trying to like keep saying his name, so hopefully more people will, like hear it. <laughs> well, it'll, it'll like um, what some algorithm boost. We love right. The algorithm we boost. love the boost. So Chris Watts, Chris Watts, Chris Watts. I'm gonna say his name in my sleep tonight. That's creepy. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, say it at your phone. You got to say at your phone because then oh you'll God. get ads for, for Chris sure. Watts. <laughs> Yes. So this is just like a little update um, from last month. Is it a teeny baby Britney update? It's a teeny, teeny baby Britney update. um, (laughs) Except for it's not Britney. Yeah. Um, So this is Chris Watts. This is um, Nicole Kissinger, who was the, the, the secret lover, the, the mistress, if you will, um, that he had before killing his wife, his pregnant wife and two little girls. Right. Wasn't there two Nicoles and we're like, we were trying to like keep them straight in the episode. <laughs> oh yeah. Cause one of, um, uh, her, the wife's Shannon, Shanann's best oh my- friends was named Nicole as well. Nicole with an H. That's what it was. Right. Or this Nicole Kissinger is spelled N I C H O L. Oh, okay. So Nicole. <laughs> Nicole. What's going on with her? So she, Recently, um, it was a part of the police video of their investigation, and it was 
talking with Nicole where she talked about her affair and with him and was like, I never saw any red flags. Like, I don't know. And, um, so she was texting him and she said, she kept asking him, what did you do? What did you do? Where's your family? And she was like freaking out trying to get answers because like, could you imagine sleeping with a man who killed, not only are you sleeping with a married man, but a married man that possibly killed his entire family. Right. And he's so sus about it. Yeah. It's all orchestrated. I mean, please go listen to our episode. It's so good. Part one and two, but yes, I I recently actually listened to it and it was really good. I really enjoyed it. (laughs) It's still fire. It's still fire. It still hits. So she, in, in the video details, the last text she ever got from him. Another thing that she texted him, because she's like pissed. She's like, what the fuck's going on? She said, if you did anything bad, you're going to ruin your life and you're going to ruin my life. I promise you that. Like, Kind of true. Yeah. And um, he said, I didn't hurt my family, Nikki. And the last text was, and that, that was the last text. Oh my like, god! I didn't hurt my family, Nikki. And so once they released that, that was like, it is so chilling that he could just lie like that. Yeah. Call her by a little pet name. And that was the last thing he ever said to her was a lie about something horrific he did. Right. Um, and she never responded. He never responded because she, you know, talked to the police and was like, here's everything I know. Well, it. He, I think he was like trying to convince himself that he didn't do it. Like he was just trying to believe his own lies at this point. Right. Or like... Yeah, like trying, like faking it till you make it sort of thing. Like I'm going to convince, if I can convince myself I didn't do it, I didn't do it. Right. You know? Okay, so that text message, she did she just release it or was like, the did the police just release it? So it was a video that surfaced her detailing the last text exchange between okay. them. Okay. So she didn't release it. Was it at the time when everything was going down or was the video like recent? Oh, it recently came out. That's why it was in the news. It came out last month. I wonder if she just got, like, the okay to, like, start talking about it. You know? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Because, I mean, it's not like the trial just happened. Like, he's in in jail. Right. And all that. But it's just interesting to, like, get tidbits. Because it is such a horrific crime that it's so hard to understand. Just, like, Mm -hmm. little tidbits into the, the inner life and inner workings of him is just an interesting update. Well, you know, it is unfortunate about what he did and what happened to those girls, but maybe the best thing that could come of this is that we can continue to profit off him and his story. <laughs> Us specifically here on Crime on Tap. Just Crime on Tap. You know, he is our most mm-hmm. like listened to episode, you know, shout out Chris. Um, but we would love your continued support. <laughs> maybe we would reach 50 unique listeners if it was a Chris Watts only podcast. We just talk about Chris Watts every day. Maybe, maybe we should think about doing that. Let's see how this episode performs and maybe we would just have to keep talking about him. Yeah. We'll, we'll see how his, bu- how his using him as a buzzword helps us. <laughs> We're just trying to appeal to the algorithm. The algorithm boo. Getting into third gear here. Well, there's going to be, like, multiple gears because I got plenty of things to talk about. Um, My next update is going to involve... This is just a quickie. Farrah Abraham. Mm -hmm. So, on 
the solo episode, I did a whole segment on Farah and how I'd rather go into Ukraine than go against Farah. Farah <laughs> um, had recently checked into a trauma treatment center to help her deal with her past sexual assault from a former mayor in California. And she was just released. She just got released. She posted on Instagram that she was just released from the treatment center and she's doing great. She's learned a lot and how to uh, move on from this and how to cope and get through it. So it seems like she's doing pretty well. In a recent um, TMZ video, you see the interviewer asking Farah, like, what does she have planned for next? And she says, comedy. She wants to be a comedian. Oh, my God. She... Why does she want to try everything? Like she was writing a romantic uh, erotic novel. She was doing porn. She was doing, she was writing Christian parenting novels. She, oh my God, <laughs> her hit song "Blowing." Oh my God, blowing all my haters away. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, and just recently, like before we started this episode, I was like, oh my God, Farah Abraham, Farah Abraham, is hanging out with. Howie Mandel. Why is she hanging out with a comedian? Is she trying to get some tips? She's trying to learn a few things here. So mm-hmm. very she's interesting. Serious. Yeah, maybe she's very serious. She's taking it very seriously. I mean, Howie Mandel will hang out with anybody. Like him and Lele Pons were like best friends too. He'll right? fucking be he'll fucking chill with anybody. He's <laughs> in like all of David Dobrik's vlogs too. So like he will say he will do anything to stay relevant. Yes. Oh, America's Got Talent ain't enough for him. Well, wasn't like Deal or No Deal his biggest gig? Yeah. Yeah, when I think comedians, I definitely don't think... Oh, Howie Mandel, definitely. Right. (laughs) Only really prominent thing I know about him is he has like that germ thing. Like he doesn't like to shake hands. He likes to like... Yeah, he does his fist bumpies. Fist bump. But like that's still his contact and there's still germs. You know that, right? Okay, Howie. But that's her little baby update on Farah. She's doing great. She's moved on and she is going to be a little comedian. A comedian. I bet you she's, it's going to be funny, but not um, because she's funny, but because she's funny. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But I mean, I would definitely go see her perform. Like, I just love her in general. I love her energy. Mm. So I would love to go to Farah Abraham performance. You, you and her vibe? You vibing? Yeah, we're vibing. We're like uncut jobs. Uncut jobs and things <laughs> like that. <laughs> but already, Megan, that's my update on Farah. What do you got for us next? So this one is from a past episode as well. This a involves a piece episode. Um, <laughs> if you remember from the Danamora prison <gasps> case. How could I forget? Oh my god. Daddy Bissonette worked there. <laughs> Okay, call my father daddy. <laughs> uh, it's funny to me. Well, this um, is like a real big throw. Like, this is like early on Crime on Tap. Yeah, this is season one Crime on Tap. Yeah. So this happened December, around December 2021. And then we've gotten like some updates and merch. I can't believe there's still updates going on with this damn prison escape. I know. So Richard Matt uh, is dead. Yes. And David Sweat is alive. Okay. Yes. Keep that in mind. I know you so, get those two confused all the time. I know. That's why I had to say it to just begin with. 
so their names out there. So David Sweat, I think he's um he's trying to like cut a deal, get some slack. Oh. Um because these this relates to him testifying that Richard Matt told him that he was responsible for killing a Tanawanda woman in 1993 okay, while they were buddies was, what? Was her name no that's where she's from where tanawanda <laughs> is that real yes that's real it's in new york wait where tanawanda tanawanda t-o-n-a-w-a-n-d-a am i not saying it right tanawanda no i guess that's right it, i thought you were talking about like some like african country you're thinking of rwanda well all of them you know there's so many of those little countries that like that could have been another one well no this is a a town in new york (laughs) okay so tanawanda new york yes so sweat says that matt um confided in him that he was responsible for the killing of the tanawanda woman in 1993 yeah and he's coming to light about this because Brian Lorenzo and James Pug, Pug, um, <laughs> we can't pronounce names here on Crime on Tab. No. Nope. Um, were convicted of the murder. Um, the what was the woman's name? Um, uh, Deborah Mendel. Um. Deborah Mandel was died. She was stabbed 11 times and strangled with a necktie inside of her home. It was believed to be like a robbery set up sort of thing. Um, So they were the ones that were been in jail for her murder since 1993. They were just recently in 2021 um, found innocent thanks to recent DNA that was acquired. So they've been in jail for almost 20 years. Oh my god, I'd be pissed. Right? So <laughs> so they were just recently like, oh, okay, sorry, we got you wrong. And so apparently David Sweat was like, oh, actually, you know what? Richard Matt told me that he was the one that did it um, when we were like buddies in jail. And he said it was at the behest of a um, well-loved detective named david bentley who apparently according to richard matt was a crooked guy who um they like you know he was corrupt cop corrupt detective that helped um you know to get money and cut deals with prison with um with criminals and stuff like that yeah which um once this came to light everyone in the community was like no officer bentley was a beloved caring guy and they did confirm that bentley and matt spent a lot of time together but officer bentley said it was because he was trying to like help rehabilitate matt you know Mm. trying to turn him away from a life of crime but ultimately failed right um so apparently according to david sweat what richard matt said (laughs) was that um, Bentley was like, you need to kill her because she's going to rat me out for, you know, all the corrupt stuff I do. So Richard Matt killed him and got away with it. And um, the other two guys were, you know, taken in for the crime. 
Right. So um, they're pretty much like, yeah, we don't really believe you. <laughs> but I'm thinking the reason why he's doing this is that, like, it's not going to hurt Richard Matt. He's dead. Like, he's just trying to, like, ooh, I helped you guys with this investigation that, you know, you fucked up on. Like, right. you know, give give me some extra food in the canteen or some shit. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, I guess at this point, like, what does he have to lose? And I'm sure he ha- did have a lot of conversations with Richard. Because they were so close. They were like an alliance, you know? So I'm sure they did share it with each other. And it doesn't seem too far from the truth that possibly he could have been a corrupt cop in working with Richard Matt because look at what he and David got away with at the prison. They swooned all these guards. Like he had an inside guy at the, like he had a guy just like uh, the Bentley, the cop. Remember there was a, there was a corrections officer who was like best friends with Richard Matt and he would give him extra things, extra meals and everything. So it would have yeah, been too far Yeah, I didn't even truth. I didn't even think about that angle that he was like a charmer and like Right. Huh. Yeah. It, it, so, not only with hmm. um the crazy the crazy bitch, but also with the men like he could act like you were my boy, I help you, you help me and we'll be Gucci, you know? Um freaking Officer Bentley, like the picture they showed of him is this cute little innocent old man oh. who just looks like bewildered, like what? what? What's going you know? on? Yeah. I'm so. dealing with the murderer. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> well so, yeah. So, that's my Danamora update for a little throwback for y'all. A little throwback. Wow, that's so exciting that there's still information coming out about that. Like that's crazy. Mm-hmm. I wonder if um I wonder if Richard or David Sweat, like, listens to the podcast. <laughs> Do you think they get Spotify in prison? <laughs> <laughs> well, nowadays, they get, like, cell phones and, like, more than just a tube TV. They have so many more pr- privileges than they used to that it's just, like, absurd. So, I don't know. Maybe he's searching his name on Spotify and, like, our podcast is coming up. Hey, Dave. Mm-hmm. How's it going? What what's up, King? <laughs> King. No, just kidding. Not King. Same prison. Yeah. Don't hurt us. I scare. But alrighty. So into our next update. This is also kind of a throwback. Like, I'm getting a little traumatized just even thinking about this case because we talked about it so much and we're following it like every minute. The Gabby Petito case oh my god we were hot on it that hot. was like in real time like this was such a hot story and i believe it was in our last update episode as well if i do remember correctly because i believe i talked about gabby's parents recently filing a civil lawsuit against brian's parents for not giving them any information alleging that they didn't communicate with gabby's parents about her whereabouts how they knew where Brian was, but like weren't telling them where Gabby was. And basically mm-hmm. they're alleging that they were working with their son to help him escape the country because they knew what he did. So that's kind of like what the lawsuit was that the family brought against the laundries. But recently the laundries have recently filed a motion to dismiss the, the civil lawsuit and says that it was their fundamental 
constitutional right to remain silent in the moments that they did. It's kind of true. <laughs> you know, it's your right to be silent and, you know, not say anything. But in this case, I don't know how it's going to play because two people are dead. And mm-hmm. did the parents know or did they not know? You know? Well, and here's the thing that I get so irritating when people throw out that amendment shit. It's like freedom to do these things, but it's not freedom of consequence. Exactly. Yeah, like, yeah, you can stay silent, but that means that people died. So, yeah, I would say that there, you need to hold some accountability. Right. Just like freedom of speech. Like, I could say whatever I want. Certainly you can, but you can get fired from your job if you tweet racist shit. Exactly. Sorry. So they did say that it's, um, it is your general constitutional right not to speak in the face of a criminal investigation, which is very true. Because I remember when this case was playing out, and I remember telling you, like, they are building their case. They are building it right now, and they are starting immediately by not speaking. And that's probably mm-hmm. the best thing that they could do. But now it's seeming like it might come back at them. Like, isn't that crazy how they literally didn't say anything and now they're getting sued for not saying anything? <laughs> well, I think it would ha- – They would ha- the angle that the Petito family would have to do it would be, like, an angle of, like, contempt of court. Right. Like, they knew what happened and they just didn't say anything because they were trying to, like, push some other, like – motive or like agenda or something well like and when they were interviewed by police if they straight up said i don't know where he is that is saying something right and if that was a lie then that was content yeah that's true i didn't think of that um do they have lawyers or are they self-representing what's going on here they still have (laughs) counsel still speaking on their behalf there's been no other update like the motion to dismiss the civil lawsuit is now like in the judge's hands so we'll see mm-hmm. what happens from there but i mean it's not like a big big update but it's still like there's still stuff going on the case is still proceeding and eventually we're going to get something you know somebody gonna have to take some of the burden here brian is dead he can't take the responsibility of killing gabby or the conspiracy that maybe he didn't even kill her and like she fell off a cliff or something, you know. Mm-hmm. Really, nobody knows for sure what happened here. So, who's going to take responsibility? We'll have to see. Uh, I think the parents know exactly what happened. That's what I think. I know, because like you don't just keep quiet when your son is missing. Mm-hmm. Like the, they didn't even call the police. So they're like, "Oh, where is he? Where is he? Don't know." But that's a little update on the laundries and the Gabby Petito case. It seems mm-hmm. like ages ago that we talked about that. You know, it seems like no one even talks about it anymore. So we are keeping Gabitito in our thoughts and remembering this case for all of the drama that it that it gave us. <laughs> yes. All right. So our okay. final update of the episode is Miss Amanda Bynes. And this is just another quick update. There wasn't too many like deep updates this time, but there was a lot of little ones. So, Miss Amanda Bynes, as we um, broadcasted earlier, uh, maybe like a few episodes ago, she just got released from her conservatorship. So, she is a free woman. She's free to think, free to do anything, free to make deals, free to use her money, free. She's just a free woman. So To make her fragrances. That's Let me get into that. So, 
she recently gave a rare exclusive interview to E! News. Of all people, she talks to E! News. Like, come on. Where's Barbara Walters? She recently stated that she is continuing with her bachelor's degree at FIDM, majoring in creative industry studies with a core in beauty, marketing, and product development. That is where I'm assuming... Because, like, whatever she's studying is probably directly associated with her new fragrance fragrance line that Megan is eagerly awaiting. Mm-hmm, of course. <laughs> I want it to be 2009 again. I need that Britney fantasy. That shit smelled so good. Yes! So, Amanda also said that she is traveling to New York in June to work on developing her fragrance, which will be ready to launch near the holidays. So how exciting, like using the summer to develop her fragrance. Hopefully the supply chain issues are fixed and she will have it ready in time Mm -hmm. for the holiday season. And she's going to school. She's bettering herself. She's getting rid of that heart tattoo. I'd say Uh, she's in good shape. God bless. Right. And she changed her hair color. I think we mentioned that before, but I think now it's like a blondish color. So she's like transforming, you know. She's coming back, which is great to see. So all best wishes. Best. Bring in the dancing lobster. Megan, that's all we have. Let's park it right here. That's all we have for today's episode, our little update episode. Be sure to follow (laughs) us on Instagram at Crime on Tap Pod. Be kept up with the latest Crime on Tap news. Slide into our DMs. Let us know what you're loving. Let us know what you're hating. Um, and yeah be sure to share the podcast with your family and friends Megan where can they find us they can find <laughs> they can find us on Spotify Apple and more leave a five star review help us with the algorithm boost and we'll see you guys next time where, where crime, crime is, is always, always on, on tap, tap. <laughs> <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.